Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Real Results. This is Maddie. I'm joined by my co-host. And I'm Joe. Welcome to 2020, friends. Uh, we had a pretty good year last year. We got a whole bunch of stuff we're getting into this year. Um, we're going to break it down for you a little bit today. It's going to be a shorter episode than our normal runs, uh, but just want to make sure we get y'all catched up on what is going on. Yeah, no. Uh, happy New Year to you, Maddie, as well as our uh, our listeners. Getting back in the swing of things, uh, going through our stats and statistics, we actually now have listeners in five separate countries, um, which is wild. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, so people around the world are listening to us ramble about uh, our love for trains and transportation and, and advocacy and being passionate. Um, we have hundreds of likes, follows, reblogs, listens, uh, all, all through social media and all our different content and people paying attention. So this is a, it's been a wild uh end to 2019 oh, yeah. and uh let's see where we have a we have a full year to go now uh, let's see where 2020 brings us which is uh-huh. going to be kind of cool well thanks to those listeners in five countries and our hundreds of likes and follows you guys that means mwah, so much to me um <laughs> that's really cool i'm glad that we have some support in doing this yeah um, actually i don't think uh <laughs> while i was gone um I don't think my family's actually listened yet. So like there, there's a there's a whole untapped market of people I actually know uh, who haven't listened yet. Uh, strangers are listening, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> I, I, I actually need to get on the whole like, uh, hey, we're blood related. Can you do this for me? Right. <laughs> Start pressuring them into it. That's funny you mentioned that because I totally pressured my family members over the holidays to join in and listen. Uh, some begrudgingly did. Some did after a couple of bourbons and. Um, my wonderful mom and stepdad were like, no, you're doing amazing, sweetie. <laughs> That's fantastic. So uh, how was your holiday travels? I feel like you went to two places. I just went back to Kentucky. Yeah, no, uh, we, uh, my wife and I, we uh, ended up in Las Vegas um, for a little pre-holiday getaway uh, the weekend before Christmas. And then uh, I was in Chicago for uh, for a week, seeing uh, friends and family, doing the all, all, all the good things from home, having good food. Did you see the Santa train? No. So the Santa train, oh God, um, I miss it so much. I really do. Actually, I have yeah. friends, I have friends of mine who will um, purposely kind of egg me on with videos and pictures when they see it coming around. <laughs> oh, it's, 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 it's so cruel. Um, but I, I love seeing it all, but you know, I, I've not seen it in person and in, in, since I moved. Uh, so it's been over 10 yeah. years. And um, I think they end it just like the Christmas market uh, in, in Daily Plaza, they uh, Daily Center. They they end it. I think it's the week weekend before Christmas is like the last run. So yeah, they don't actually do it like Christmas week, which is a shame. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, I didn't see um, any passenger trains while I was home, unfortunately. Uh, did a long, long bit of driving from Louisville to Lexington to Georgetown to Winchester, back to Georgetown, back to Lexington, back to Louisville. Um, my God, if we could just have a single mode of transportation that wasn't the Greyhound, that would be super dope. Uh, this sounds honestly like a nightmare. Well, it's hard because there's part of me that will always romanticize like driving through the hills and stuff. But like while I was there, I only had access to a car for two of the days that I was there. And shout out to my little sister, Colleen, for driving me around. Shout out to Holly and Katie for driving me around because, I mean, we put in some miles. And it's one of those things, too, where like when everybody's all spread out, and you don't have um, means of transportation to get around. Like you have to really coordinate your plans in advance and make sure, you know, you pick up the whole family in one sweep. <laughs> Everyone's got to rent vans and yeah. you're, you're basically like just a, a, a touring company or a band uh, getting much. around for the holidays. Yeah. Well, I did get to see one thing that was cool. Um, Lextran, it's the Lexington Bus Network. Um, they've completely moved into their new building and their fleet has pretty much doubled since they moved, which is really cool because I hadn't seen their uh, new campus or new setup. So the University of Kentucky bus network, the city bus network and uh, the late night trolleys are all in one centrally located facility now, which I think is probably making dispatch a lot easier, too. That's cool. Yeah, so we're, we're getting there bit by bit. You know, we only have the one uh, Amtrak station out in Fulton, which is about four hours away from everything relevant. But, you know, 
I think there's been a lot of talk and it was nice to being home and just talking to people and because we're doing this podcast because they followed summer by rail I had a lot of good conversations where people were interested and were like okay like that does sound like a good idea how do we make it possible to get to Chicago how do we make it possible to get to Nashville so I think I had a lot of productive conversations and a lot of really good bourbon yeah, yeah. Except I think at one point you had texted me, uh, you were having a conversation. I think maybe even at a bar, someone recognized you uh, from <laughs> either the trip or the podcast, whatever it is. And I think you, yeah. you basically, I'm like, okay, it's the holidays. We, we could take one night off, and I think you're hashtag no day off, and you're just like, you went right into like your spiel of like being passionate. I'm like, okay, this no days is, off. Yeah, no, no days, days off. off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. I had totally forgotten about that. Yeah. No, I was watching the UK game with some of my friends and uh, I went to the bathroom. One of my friends was outside and I popped out to like wave her in and show her where we were sitting. And uh, yeah, this guy was like, oh, you're Maddie Butler. And I was like, yeah. Did you, we like go to the same high school? Like he's like, yeah, no, you did that summer trip. And like, you're like a radio host now. And I was like, man, you are so close. <laughs> <laughs> like said you almost got it right but yeah no i totally converted that guy he was uh he was a real peach he went like to school three counties away from me so we never really met but knew a couple of my friends and hopefully if you're listening you're a uh, dues paying member card carrying transit babe <laughs> yeah no uh no days even even uh during the uk game uh no day actually uh, so speaking of that um just on the yeah. flip side um, I was actually in Las Vegas at that very same time with yeah. that, with with that game happening ten minutes from me because uh, there was some sort of brand new like um, I guess CBS moved their holiday tournament to Las Vegas at the brand new mm-hmm. arena so yeah. I, I was actually I, I was I think I was at the New York New York um, and then unfortunately yeah. with a bunch of sad Kentucky fans uh, walking around Vegas for the rest of the weekend which yeah. was um, uh, I wanted to buy everyone a drink I felt bad yeah I mean you can always buy a Kentucky and a drink no one's gonna stop you there. <laughs> Well, I guess we should talk about uh, what we've got coming up. Yeah, so one of the one of the big reasons why we've uh, haven't been well, the holidays came up is we haven't been podcasting or getting to, you know getting out to you guys uh, as much as we would like. Uh, we have a we've talked about it briefly. We've kind of teased it and mm-hmm. beaten around the bush our first two episodes of of, of the pod so far, and um, we'll talk about it here we we have a big southern trip coming up actually we both leave on saturday morning yep. um they get this kicked off this is pretty wild so um we'll, let's get into that yeah so the southern trip we are going to be in transit january 11th through 25th we'll be taking two weeks to go through tennessee mississippi louisiana and alabama visiting a whole bunch of really cool towns um talking about existing services bringing back services increasing services helping to improve things uh, our first stop is going to be Memphis. And Joe, have, have you been to Memphis before? No. So I'm actually, so this this entire trip, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to, you know, not only because, you know, it's it's the field team being in the field, getting some work done, meet with the folks, uh, talking about important issues. But also for me personally, uh, outside of New Orleans, which I've, I've only been there for like four hours, uh, one time for a quick stop for lunch and a, and a hurricane at Pat O'Brien's. Um, I've, I've never <laughs> been to any of these places. So uh, the closest I've been to Memphis, um, I stayed a night in West Memphis at like a Holiday yeah. Inn somewhere overlooking the city on, on my way, uh, driving a car down to Houston with an ex-girlfriend of mine a lifetime ago. Yeah. Um, so this is, it's, it's going to be pretty wild for me. Cause like I said, I've, I've not been there. Um, new experiences, a new city, mm-hmm. um, walk around getting, uh, kind of new experience. So this yeah. is, this, this is going to be great all around. I'm excited because you're, you're going to get to take um, their streetcar that runs through downtown, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of the museums, uh, from where we're going to be staying, some of the museums are um, in walking distance. There's a lot mm-hmm. of great food in downtown Memphis, too. Um, and I'm excited because MATA was working on extending their streetcar line uh, where it runs down by the river. So I'm not sure exactly where they're at. I know that they're kind of in, like, the last phases of that. Um, but I definitely want to check out that expansion. I'm also super looking forward to seeing the new Curio Hotel yes, that's adjacent yes. to the station. Last time I was at that station, everything was under construction. It was just like fences and concrete. Um, but we could see like I kind of toured the building um, with the contractors who were working on it. And because they, they want it to be like uh, a cool cultural spot and not just like a hotel. 
So uh, they've got this huge lobby with a really cool bar, tons of vinyl. Uh, and then there's windows upstairs in a number of the rooms where you can see the trains coming in and out. If you're on the other side, you see the streetcar coming in and out. So I think that'll be a really cool just sort of like intermodal landing ground and a really great way to kick off this trip. Yeah, exactly. So all right, correct me if I'm wrong. It used to it was it the old station is is now the hotel. I'm saying I know that I know the yeah. track the Amtrak the Amtrak tracks is like literally like yeah. feet away from the front yeah. door of the, of the building. But this this was the actual original like grand yeah. station, correct? So this was yeah. And I want to make a joke because you know if I don't correct you, our listeners will. <laughs> yes, abs- absolutely. Uh. But yeah, so it's like um. It's the original station building, and they kept, um, like, the big timetable display, some of the original booths, uh, the old clock, and then the whole, um, what used to be the waiting lobby is kind of like a ballroom sort of set up now. Um, but I saw it when it was all just, like, completely concrete and everything had been stripped down, but that building has such good bones, and it's really cool to see um, somebody come in and revitalize it, too, because, like... I'm trying to figure out how to explain it exactly. Like you can see how it used to be a really good station. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this day and age, you have to have a little bit more than just a place to board and unboard if you're going to be in a city of that size. Yeah. And yeah. so you, I you think need a it, place. yeah. And if I was somebody who like took the Amtrak in and out a lot or took that streetcar line, um, you know, daily or weekly, it seems like a great place to like get a cocktail and chill. So I'm really excited to check that out. Um, and they're down the street from uh, Stacks. And so they have this enormous vinyl collection, too, and they pump music into the rooms, into the bathrooms. So it's like this kind of like constant playlist um, while the hotel is open. And I think that'll be a really cool vibe, too, because, I mean, I've gotten stuck at so many stations where you're waiting and there's just like nothing going on. So, you know, I think it's kind of in the same facet as like the revitalization of uh, Chicago Union Station or Denver Union Station, where it creates economic incentive to take the train. It creates something for the community there and makes it like, you know, a drawing point, a a bastion, as opposed to just like a train station. And so I definitely want to support it because I think that's super dope. Yeah. And um. Again, correct me if I'm wrong, and, and someone will. Uh, there's also a, a movie theater, like like it's almost like a complex, isn't it? Um, where there's the uh, the the actual Amtrak station. There's yeah. the brand new hotel um, that you toured over the summer that we're staying at um, uh, over the weekend. But also, isn't there like a like a movie theater and like shopping like right like uh, just on the other there's, side? Like yeah, it's, it's all kind of part of um, eating. Um, there's a number of venues. It's not that far away from Beale Street either. Okay, fantastic. So it's yeah. right there. Okay. Yeah. So there's, I mean, this is one of the things I, I think is super underrated about Memphis too, but because it's built on the river and the train tracks decided so much of like how it was built up, there's uh, parts of downtown that are super walkable and there's parts of Memphis, uh, I guess it's just because of the way the river shaped and the way the highways came in that are like secret little neighborhoods too. Okay. So okay. you kind of get, you know, the urban walkability, the the rural charm isn't that far away, but I, I think it's a really unique city. Um, super underrated. I like Memphis. Yeah, no, we, 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 we just need more frequent trains to uh, to go through there to really kind of Definitely. kick that going, which is actually a big reason why we're on this trip. Yeah. Well, and yeah, so when we're leaving Memphis too, hopping on the city of New Orleans, headed down to Greenwood. Um, I'm excited to return to Greenwood too. Gonna hang out with Mayor Carolyn McAdams, uh, a great friend of mine. Uh, she <laughs> gave us, <laughs> she gave me the key to the city when I came to Greenwood, and she told me people always give her bad news because she's the mayor, and she would love to hear some good news. So we we're planning this trip. I gave her a call. I said, Carolyn, I've got some great news for you. I'll see you next month. <laughs> so actually, my my question was gonna be, are are you gonna bring the key? Oh, no, 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 no. It's uh, framed. It's uh, on my desk. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't actually open anything. That we know of. Maybe I should yeah. bring it. <laughs> uh, there, there, there's there's some old vault somewhere. It's a skeleton key. It open, it's actually yeah. like an old bathroom door. Like it's. <laughs> uh, that would be my luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Greenwood, I'm, I'm excited to return to Greenwood. Um, you know, it's a city with, or I should say a town, really, with such a, a complicated history. Um, because it was very much in the epicenter of where a lot of the civil rights movement began. Mm. Um, and it has a lot of tumultuous history in that regard. 
But there's a lot of people that are investing and trying to revitalize their downtown. Uh, They're heavily in participation with Teach for America. And a lot of those people use the train to come in and out, as do guests of um, the the Alluvian, the big fancy hotel there. They have a spa. Um, But Greenwood's a great place to vacation if you're trying to escape, you know, the January gloomy weather. Uh, It's in the north of the Delta. And so we'll be visiting um, with the mayor and then also with some um, restaurants, new business ventures, the art center there, um, and then the Museum of the Mississippi Delta as well, which is a really cool, like, historical uh, curative experience. Um, So I think that'll be pretty awesome. We're in Greenwood for two days. Uh, They're also trying to work out how they're going to improve their station um, I personally hate the term, but it's been labeled as an AmShack. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, for those of you who aren't aware, it's kind of a thing in the FOMER community where if the station is uh, kind of, you know, small, couple of chairs, couple of vending machines, no Wi-Fi, like it may or may not be open 24-7, may or may not sell tickets, people refer to it as an AmShack. I think as long as you're trying to invest in your uh, means of transportation and your rail community, then like Shack's better than no Shack. I'll tell you, having grown up somewhere that has no Shack and has no station, take the Shack. Work on that's, your shack as you can. Improve yeah. it as the grants come in. Yeah, that's absolutely. It's the the it's better better than nothing. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think they've got the city has some cool ideas. The way they're revitalizing downtown is, um, I think it's really smart for the the size and the demographics there. And I think there's a lot that can be improved. So if we can get to the ground early, talk to them, and you know just help these people create strategies to better invest in their community and move it forward into the 21st century as their mayor has been trying to do, I think um, we'll get some good reception for sure. That's awesome, and, and, and that, that it's going to be uh, definitely uh, as, it just as Memphis Greenwood, you know, a brand new city for me, brand new stop. Um, have you been to Mississippi? I have. So actually, dry, like, so part of the so kind of quick backstory. The yeah. only time I've ever truly been into the South, um, actually, for mine, she was mo- actually she was moving back home uh, due to health issues uh, to be closer back to family uh, yeah. from Houston. So we actually drove from chicago to houston uh drove 55 the from start to finish the entire Ugh. length in yep. louisiana basically took a right on the on a 10 and, yeah. and went uh, well we went to new orleans and that's why i was there for like four hours once and yeah. then we we backtracked and continued on to houston for uh the rest of the day so i, I have I, I think we stopped in like jackson um a lot right at 55 so like we, we didn't it wasn't like major stops it was just kind of along the along the 55 routes um mm-hmm. so I've, I've never spent any actual time there um so but it's also kind of cool because being able to follow along with your summer by rail trip which we talked about with tj in the last episode is that i actually now get to uh experience some of these places the connections that you made along the way but now for a for a very different um you know kind of uh, reasoning yeah yeah for sure um well yeah and you brought up new orleans too so like that's our third stop um i think <laughs> it's gonna be great to go to new orleans um on the city of New Orleans train. I, I really like that ride. I think it's kind of cool to watch everything like open up as you're going down further into the South. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, the the biodiversity changes, the views that you see change, uh, the culture changes. You get to see like some cool uh, swamps and kind of like bayou vibes on the way in. Um, but we got to fix that. You've only spent four hours in New Orleans. We're going to take, uh, I think it's three days that we're there. Um, we're meeting up with some local officials. We're going to meet up with the Louisiana Association of Rail Passengers. And Joe, being the coordinator that he is, put on a fun little happy hour for us. Do you want to talk to us about that one? Yeah, no. So um, if you're listening and you happen to be in the New Orleans area or know people who are, um, January 17th, Friday night from 5 to 7, because um, I can't go anywhere on, a, on an official work trip and not have put together a happy hour um, kind of, you know, meet and greet mixer. So People love uh, a happy hour. Yeah, uh, Port Orleans Brewery. Um, I don't entirely exactly know um, where it is, I, the address-wise, um, but just, you know, look them up, Port Orleans yeah. Brewery. Um, yeah, it's so kind of five... like south, uh, under Uptown. I think it's off of the uh, Chapatulas. Yes, but it's okay, towards the... like 
the bottom of New Orleans. <laughs> yes. So the uh, so unfortunately the the um, the street name I can't pronounce. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's I was kind of avoiding like uh, what's the address? Uh, uh, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, Port Orleans Brewery, uh, happy hour on Friday this this the uh, the seventeenth. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be there setting up shop. Um, I do believe they have like four dollar four dollar brews and yeah. pretzels and fried pickles and cool things like that. So uh, we'll be setting up shop. We're gonna have, we're gonna uh, invite all the local advocates and some of the officials and yeah. we have a, a, one of our board members, uh, Andrew, uh, for the association uh, lives down that way, so he's gonna be there hanging out with us. Um, so it will we'll be talking. Well, it'll be very casual, informal, but it will definitely be talking shop, talking um, transit expansion in New Orleans, need for better Amtrak uh, connections. Uh, Gulf Coast Rail, all the things that we're gonna be like talking about along the trip, um, we'll be sitting down and and, and talking about uh, that evening. So. Yeah, I think it'd be really cool. Um, I mean, all all numb tots are invited to join rail enthusiasts of you know legal drinking age. Yes. Um, I invited the traveler broads to come join us as well as uh, some of the numb tot um, admins and mods that live in that area. Um, so yeah, you know, if y'all wanna. If you're in New Orleans, you like trains, you like transit, you want to talk about making your community better, please come join us. We're just going to be smashing happy hour drinks and solving the world's problems as we do. And I, I would like to see a good turnout. I would like to see, um, you know, people just take it as an open invite. And if you have something going on in your community, like this would be a great time to voice that and meet the people who are actively working to change those things. Absolutely. Because um, we, we have we have learned from the past um, especially you yourself uh, with ha- kind of happy hour events. Um, you did one of these in um, in Arizona, a part of the Phoenix. Literally, what was it like four or five days before? Oh, before what? the no on 105 vote? Yeah, it yes. was right before the vote. Yeah. And um, what was cool about that is because we did an open invite, we invited people from, you know, a bunch of different demographics through it in a place where people could afford to actually attend um you know it's kind of a pay-as-you-go thing so we ended up with people from like urban phoenix project um the southwest numtot team was all there all aboard arizona uh, we had a couple people from city council uh people that had volunteer on the vote no on 105 campaign anti-coke campaign so it was really cool to just kind of like get all those people together. And some of them were like, oh, I know who this person is, but we haven't actually met or we haven't actually talked. And so people got to like break down their phone tree networks together, talk about like what districts, what neighborhoods they'd already hit, like where they were placing signs. And so it was really cool to just have this sort of like enabling moment for this community. Yeah, no, and 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 um, at the and former, then we got the vote we wanted anyway. So ha ha ha. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 the the organizer slash uh, former bartender in me that um mm-hmm. a lot can be solved over a beer, and okay. um so we're gonna we're gonna talk to some people and see what ails um New Orleans and Louisiana in in the rail uh kind of uh, sector and uh we're going to hammer out some some ideas some some concrete thoughts so it's going to be it's going to be great it's going to be great events and uh it um it'll definitely I'll I'll, I'll kind of be, have a high cuz we're getting into New Orleans the, the the week the night before I'll have a full day of streetcar and meeting with advocates and meeting uh-huh. with elected officials so I'll, I'll I'll be writing definitely my my work high from being in that city and, and getting my getting my, my, my hands dirty um, mm-hmm. that night. So I'll, I'll be full of ideas and solving the city's problems uh, all, all in one evening. <laughs> and then cheers in the ales to cure their ales. It'll be great. There you go. And then so after New Orleans, um, <laughs> we are hopping on a Greyhound bus and headed to Biloxi, Mississippi. Uh, we're going to be staying with my lovely grandparents who offered to host us. That was their contributionist campaign. Um, and I really appreciate it. And just so you all know, um, this campaign that we're doing right now, it has been uh, funded through grants that Joe and I have written. Uh, we got some support from the board as well as far as, you know, points and uh, helping us in the transit. But a number of um, both communities and friends and family have stepped up to help us with uh, room and board as we go along too. So this is kind of a rest stop for us. Um, while we're in Biloxi, we'll be meeting with uh, Mayor Fofo Gillich and Vincent Creel. Um, they're kind of the power couple there um, in Biloxi. Um, 
Vincent does a lot of the uh, transit and train talks for that area. And then uh, Fofo Gillich, actually, I think he went to school with my mom, but he's a uh, <laughs> <laughs> cool dude. He's been mayor for a while. And, uh, you know, I just kind of wanted to bend his ear a little bit and make sure that he's on board. You know, they're um, not that far down the road from New Orleans. But one of the things that I've heard a lot from um, just the, the Gulf Coast stretch of Mississippi is that having train service will also drastically reduce their DUI rate. If people have an alternative, because it's just New Orleans is just a little too far away to drive. Um, like it's like a day trip, you know, but it's not something that you want to do after you've had um, any sort of inebriation. You should never drink and drive. So yeah, I think yeah. the people of Biloxi with the casinos there and the party scene in New Orleans would love a really like safe way to get between those two things. Well, absolutely. And I mean, th- there's, there's studies done, you know, that help with the whole like kind of PTC thing. Um, there was the, the whole the whole the whole fight over like Amtrak's the the the, the safety the um the positive chain control even like and stretches of track without some of the safety controls it is still safer than being on the road it is still oh, yeah. safer than you know because it's you should not be drinking but the people around you might be behind the wheel you don't know right. it's so like tr- trains even. And I, and I know that we get gruff all the time, like, you know, everything's late, blah, blah, whatever. But, like, still, trains... I'd rather be uh, late and alive, honestly. Yes, I'd rather be late on a train than worrying about um, bad weather or someone uh, yeah. drunk behind, a, behind the wheel. So that's, you know, get off my soapbox from that. Yeah, well, and that's that's another thing, too, with these... Um... Gulf Coast Rail Restoration is also having an evacuation plan for inclement weather, um, you know, I mean, there's there's big hurricanes, there's big storms that happen. And so for people that are not able to drive, ride in a car, this does provide another means of mobility in an emergency as well. Absolutely. I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but I just like to think over like, you know, all the different ways in which something, you know, enables people and makes their lives better. So, yeah. Yeah, I think we talked about this on the um, first episode, correct? About the um, yes. the, the pictures from Katrina yeah. facing all. Yeah, all, Katrina the, and Harvey. Yeah, all just the, the expressway is just packed, packed with cars. You can't yeah. move uh, parking lots. But um, you know, if we had those trains up and running. And is so. this is this your first Greyhound? Yes, actually. Uh, <laughs> out, outside of taking like a a, a, a tour bus, you know, yeah. style like a Greyhound style bus. Um, for like an event or something like, like that, a like that, it was, that was yeah, a charter that was rented. Yeah. I I I've, I've never been on an actual official Greyhound, so this so yeah, this is definitely my first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, but, I mean, but, it's not that it's not that bad of a ride. It's just New Orleans slide El Biloxi. It's really this one's pretty chill. I've been on some wild Greyhounds in my day, but. Yeah. So uh, and then we'll get to it in a second, but unfortunately, not the first bus. Yeah. Or not, or not, I'm sorry, not the only bus. Not the only bus. Yeah, so. Um, Okay, so after Biloxi, where are we going? We are in Mobile. We are in Mobile, Alabama. Um, This is a day trip, actually. And speaking of buses, this was so frustrating to me. Um, We're actually going to have to rent a car and drive from Mobile to Meridian, Mississippi, because there's no way to do it on Greyhound that's under like eight hours. Yeah, yeah. So this is, uh, as I've said before, I'll say it again. I, I, I hate the phrase, uh, but, you know, this is how the other half lives. And uh, this is going to definitely be a crash course uh, in, 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 in mobility for me. Um, yeah. Kind of take things for granted um, that, you know, we get to um, taking the train, you know, the, the first leg of the trip down to uh, New Orleans and all of a sudden everything just kind of stops. Yeah, no, and, we're literally playing planes, trains, and automobiles this trip. Like yeah, we're taking uh, every possible mode. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, we're 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 busing it to uh to Biloxi and then having to rent a car to Mobile. But that I think the beauty of the the need to rent a car is that we're advocating for restoration of Gulf Coast yeah. Rail. Uh, yeah. And and Mo- and Mobile seems these days to be the epicenter. Uh, for all things. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're in a weird, um, weird spot. They had that vote. Um, well, it was pushed back. The, it was pushed back, right? Yeah. So we'll be we'll be getting there before the vote happens. And I just 
we're only doing a day trip, but just as much time as we can spend just, you know, meeting people, talking to people, being like, hey, like, I know you hate taking this eight hour Greyhound ride. Like, here are options that can happen. Yeah, and, and I the, think just increasing awareness, because there's been so much done, especially in the state of Alabama, to kind of silence rail advocacy. Um, there's a lot of people that speak against it. They're afraid that they're going to um, lose land, that their area will become highly urbanized and they'll be gentrified and put out of place. There's a lot of people who kind of fear um, just like what they think urbanism and, uh, you know, the advancement of transit is. And so I think what we can do there is really just help to, like, dispel rumors, answer questions articulately, accurately with the information that we've received from our association. But the irony of carrying our RPA propaganda, wearing our RPA field jackets, getting out of the car, it's not lost on me. No, it's sadly it makes for, you know, kind of good optics to see that, you know, that. It's important. The, the, yeah. the, this is what we're fighting for. And yeah. um, you, you mentioned, you know, you know, some of the arguments against um, one of the arguments I've, I've heard coming from the governor's office is that because Mobile has the port and sure. um, that uh, one of the recent arguments I heard from the governor's office uh, in Alabama is that they do not want passenger trains interfering with the freight, the commerce coming out of the ports that actually comes up to the northern part of the states, which is actually which is the irony is that we're all worried about the reverse of, you know, the freight trains interfering with passenger rails. Right. And, and that, that's one of their big worries. Well, it, it, and, and I, I will say this, it's not it's not out of left field argument. But it's not the right argument. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. That's a good way and, to put it. And the and the vote I I mentioned is that the Mobile uh, City Council uh, was prepared to vote on I think a, a letter of intent or a letter of recommendation yeah. because uh, each state is is putting up money. Um, Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana right. is putting, right. putting up money to match Amtrak to bring back um, New Orleans to Mobile uh, yeah. passenger trains. And um, so there's um, a USDOT uh, deadline that was originally set for early in January, which actually was now pushed to February. So they have a little bit extra time to talk about it. And the meeting was supposed to take place on December 31st and and get in before the deadline before the end of the year. But they now, I do believe, have to the end of this month. So we will actually now be in instead of like, you know, the fallout of the uh, of the meeting. uh, We get to be there to talk to people before the meeting actually takes place, before the vote takes place. So um, it'll it'll be it'll be good for us, almost like uh, with um, Prop 105. um, Right. uh, You being there at the right time to give the people the support that they need. Yeah, even, so even though we're in Mobile's uh, such a, a very short time, a, a day trip, because yeah. we are, we're heading up to uh, the Meridian, um, we are going to make the most of our stop in Mobile and, and talk yeah. to as many people as we can and see how we can personally help. Um, yeah. Get the, I, uh, see, I would like to, I mean, we, we've been doing some research. Um, I know we've been going through a lot of internal documents, but I would like to look and maybe we can do this when we get to Mobile and actually start talking to people, but like how freight is coming in and out of the port, what those times look like. Cause I mean, I feel like there's other cities that are of comparable size that also have Amtrak service and also have ports. It can be done. And I think too, that argument to me denies like the reality of economic opportunity that can be brought to this area. Because while freight is like uh, bringing in um, goods, like having passenger rail, having people that can come in and out and spend money in Mobile is also really important. Yeah. So I think one of the one of the arguments I saw coming. Uh, well, actually, I can't see the argument. Um, one of the I, plans I saw coming out of the Southern Rail Commission um, was, I guess, the argument against the passenger rail was due to a plans for a downtown station. And I think the downtown station might actually, the tracks might have more interference with the freight mm-hmm. of the ports. But what um, they're working on potential, which actually uh, some of the plans I was, I haven't seen actually any, any drawings or anything like that, but yeah. just re- reading about it, um, they'd actually rather connect the airport 
I'm not opposed to that at all. Yeah, so actually yeah. Cre- creating a multimodal station. Yeah. Um, in Mobile, where the uh, the Greyhounds come in, uh, people can rent a car, uh, maybe even get some shared bikes down there. But like ha- a shuttle uh, bus that- to downtown would be great. Yeah, so actually shuttle buses. So actually having the passenger rail go into a, a brand new multimodal station near the airport instead yeah. of downtown, which actually solves the best of both worlds. You yeah. you uh, you kind of my understanding would, you know, somewhat kill the arguments against due to the freight rail, the, the interfering with freight rail, yeah. but also you actually create a better opportunity for people flying in and out because that way, if you fly into Mobile, you can hop on the train to go uh, to another city. Um, Much like what we're doing in Memphis. Yes, exactly. And then yeah. um, maybe a quick shuttle bus into downtown where everything's right there. So I, I think that actually yeah. creates a, a much bigger economic opportunity. While it's always fantastic to have uh, stations downtown, um, when you're putting in new service, you kind of have to work with what you're given. And so this is yeah. what we'll be seeing firsthand and talking to people while we're there, um, you know, the benefits of, of, of both. Yeah, well, I feel like a lot of the... Um growth and like how things were mapped out in mobile um since building i-10 like there's there's room to put a station near the airport just having having been through it in my humble opinion not as a city planner but i -hmm. feel like just because of the location of the airport in contrast to i-10 in downtown that's totally something worth looking into yeah, because you so like yeah you you've been there so you 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 know exactly what, what if I, I have been through Mobile, Alabama every summer of my life. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> we so used what, to what, drive down when I was a kid. When I mention you know the airport like you you can at least visualize. I, I would need a map you know to kind yeah. of see the distances whatever, but at least you can you know picture in your head exactly so you know what yeah. you're talking about when I you know when I mention that. So that's good. Um. Well. While we're talking about intermodal and modimodal, uh, I would be remiss if I did not mention our stop in Meridian, Mississippi. Um, I'm dear, so sorry for this one. I really, dear, I dear really friend am. of RPA, uh, John Robert Smith, did a ton to make sure that that station got put in. Uh, it's currently functioning as a local shuttle, Greyhound, and Amtrak station um, right in the middle of downtown. It is a great downtown station. Uh, but the layout of Meridian makes it very comfortable for that station to be there and the flow of traffic. Um, I think you're really going to like it. I'm a huge fan of Meridian. Um, I have family that's buried out there, family from the area, uh, some friends down there that are really great people. Um, and we are going to be going to the Max, which I covered in Summer by Rail. Uh, it's the Mississippi, sorry, the Mississippi Arts and Entertainment Experience. Um, so it is right next to the train station. So anyone that, you know, if Meridian is in a day trip for you, I highly, highly recommend going to the Max. Uh, we'll be speaking to Jerome Trahan, who's one of the creative directors there. He'll be featured on the next podcast. Uh, former Amtrak employee, did tons with their um, arts and culture program back in the day. And he's a really cool guy with some really cool train stories. So I definitely want to share those with you. And then we're going to be getting brunch with Mayor Percy. Um, I'm supposed to tell him that John Robert Smith says hi. <laughs> Mayor, <laughs> Mayor. But uh, Mayor Percy is a really cool dude. Um, he's trying to keep Meridian on the up and up. Um, but if you're somebody like me who loves uh, small southern towns that are full of like charm and personality, I cannot recommend Meridian enough. Yeah, having met um, Mayor John Robert Smith, uh, now with uh, T for America, Mm-hmm. Uh, a number of times uh, in DC at, at various events, and um, he actually has a, a, an old friendship with um, with my mentor, with Governor Dukakis. So yeah. I, I, I get to play um, message man uh, in between the two of them whenever I I, I see him. But uh, yeah. having having met the mayor uh, and, and spoken to him at length uh, about his work in Meridian and and knowing um, yourself and others who have been there, uh, yeah. I'm so so looking the like both professionally and personally, I'm yeah. really looking forward to this stop because. It's from my understanding, it is the shining, shining example of it doesn't matter what political party you are. Mm -hmm. You come together. You want something done for your for your people, for your voters, for your community to better your community. You put the train station in and and, and, and you flourish. I mean, my understanding Mm -hmm. is there's, there's an opera house that was reopened. Um, due, yeah. to, due to the trains, like yeah. every, every everything is there because of the station, because of the multimodal uh, and Meridian, and and it's so I I, I want to f- finally see it firsthand. 
and then mm-hmm. be able to where, when we go to other places, you know, even if I'm just like here in the Northeast, um, I want to say like I've been there, I've seen it, it can yeah. be done. Let's yeah. let's let's get off our asses and do it. Um, uh, so I, I'm very much looking forward to uh, to this stop. For anyone who wants to know more um, about the story and kind of do like a deeper dive um, in my summer by rail content at summerbyrail.com. If you go to the Meridian, Mississippi blog entry, there is an interview that I did with John Robert Smith at the end where we kind of talked about like how the station came into fruition, the fights that he had to deal with. I mean, there was some. I'm going to not cuss, but some litigious bull honky going on (laughs) with a number of people that did not know what they were talking about. Uh, It was very nimby. And I I mean, he and his team had to pull through a lot to um, I mean, they kind of like footloosed it. Like they really had to change the opinion of some people in order to make it happen. But now the people that live in Meridian are like, I could not imagine this place without the station. Um, And not not just for I mean, there's a number of Mississippians that take it um, to get to and from for school. And there's um, like different outreach and community programs in Meridian as well. But one of the things with these towns that are looking for restoration and increase in service is like their destinations. Like we all love taking the train. We love the going back and forth, the experience of transit. But it's also about the places that you're trying to get to. And so any community that wants to like make the train a centerpiece is a community that I definitely want to support. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the things in my travels I've been learning is that, um, and you've talked about this before. I keep coming back to um, Arizona to Phoenix. There, Phoenix has a union station, which is actually up for sale. Uh, there's no trains that go. There. I want to buy it so bad. I drove by it with the guys from all aboard Arizona and it's just like begging to be taken for something good even yeah. if just to hold it till they got service back like <sighs> yeah and so like you so see you have a, a situations like that and then like i I've, I've been to um like so springfield massachusetts springfield mm-hmm. um just renovated uh, their union station it, it, it's it's gorgeous it's begging for um for for more trains expanded expanded service to become a, a hub um yeah. for for western mass and it's kind of you know the tale of you know literal tale of two cities is that one, you know, Phoenix needs to bring back their, bring back service, but you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it all borders on what to do with Union Station. And, and Springfield has learned that in order to to grow and to thrive, um, the Union Station needs to become a place again. And that's yeah. what that's what we're learning talking to the you know the the old folks, the the, the old guard with our association, just in our travels, just mm-hmm. you know, in in, just, in in life in general, is that train stations used to be the city center. They yeah. used to be, they used to be the main I mean literal main concourse. Uh, look at look at Chicago with the um, the Fred Harvey's the, the the food hall and what they're mm-hmm. what 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 they're do, what Amtrak is doing now actually bringing back that food hall, oh, knocking yeah. knocking down walls, expanding. They want Union Station to become that place. Yeah. And uh, and and Meridian uh, for 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 all examples um, has done that. And actually that that should be the like I said the shining example for mm-hmm. any other town or city uh, across this country that. You know, has an old union station. They want train service. They want train service to come back. They want new service. Yeah. Um, take this example. Um, build out your union station. Become a hub, and yeah. and 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 then things will come. As as you know, yeah. one of my favorite movies. Uh, you build it, they will come. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and like I think you know, Denver Union Station is a great example because yeah. they put that That's there. That's a perfect example. Yeah. So many things have sprung up around it, and like you know, or they've chosen to reinvest, renew their lease, stay in the neighborhood because of the revitalization of the station. And, you know, in Meridian, obviously on a much smaller scale, you can walk out the front door of the train station. There's an Italian restaurant right there. There's a farm to table restaurant two blocks away, an ATM. Uh, There's a clinic. The oldest restaurant in Mississippi is just half a block down. And there's two venues that do live music on that same block. The Max is next door. Uh, and the opera house is, I think, three blocks straight ahead. And then they have a hotel that's being uh, redone right now from the 1920s. Gorgeous building. It's called the Three Foot Building. Yeah. Um, so all these people are, like, choosing to stay, to participate, to invest um, and revitalize, which I think is really cool. Um, and, you know, I think so much of, like, car culture and highway culture has... Um, I guess sort of like eliminated people's focus on what the train station can be as a community center. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is a real shame. And it comes back to that sort of like when you don't have public transportation, people fall into uh, isolation or kind of like a nuclear state. 
instead of engaging with their community. And so I think this gives a really good opportunity to sort of like break out of that isolation. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, and it, we're, we're kind of doing it in, in reverse, but there's, there's definitely a lot of lessons uh, in Meridian that, that Mobile can learn. That, 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 oh, that Mobile, no doubt. That, that, that Mobile's trying. So it's right. almost, almost wish we were kind of doing this in reverse, like going to Meridian first and then to, to, um, to Mobile. Um, but I mean, there's, you know, you, you've all, you've been to Meridian uh, as part of the summer trip. So there are things that we at least can talk about yeah. um, and, and then bring forward to the people in Meridian saying, hey, listen, like your your, your neighbors down the road there just one state over um, need your help. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, um, I think a lot of the other communities um, around Meridian, too, like, um, you know, Yazzie City, Jackson, um sort of like the Oxford, Oakland area, like they're seeing how Meridian is winning and they're like, I kind of want a piece of that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's talk about how we're leaving Meridian. Yeah, so as- We're not as I, taking the Crescent. No, um, I, I was all excited to knock out two new uh, train rides, um, two routes on, on this trip, the city and the Crescents. And then we were alerted um, to, I do believe, Norfolk Southern's uh, yeah. track work. Um, at the time we're down there, so we are being busted tooted. Yeah. yeah, we got North um, Fork. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we will be arriving to Birmingham, from Meridian to Birmingham, Alabama, our last stop of the trip uh, via uh, Amtrak. Um, I, I do believe it's, it's, it's another a charter great, bus. It's a charter bus, yeah, Greyhound yeah. bus. Um, we'll be arriving in style, uh, instead of like on the train. So, yeah, I had it happen to me during the flooding too. So I had to take it, um, from new Orleans up to Jackson. We had to take the charter bus and then get on. Um, but that was like legit. That was because of flooding during, um, yeah, the storms yeah, so over the good. summer. But yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of bummed we're not taking the Crescent. Um, I think it's kind of messed up that you're paying Amtrak fares to sit on a bus too. I'm not really a fan of that. I think it's super yeah, absolutely. Rude. Um, but that said, no cafe car on a bus, you know. So it's like, guess we'll pack some snacks and just uh, watch the world roll by. Yeah, no, it's and, and like like billboard that's, by billboard. That said, um, it it does give me pause and open my eyes. Um, mm-hmm. to this is something that happens all the time, and yeah. it's something while I I've I've not experienced uh the Rattan Pass and and all of the glory um on the Southwest Chief, um personally yet. But to fix that. That, that, that is, we're talking about that, that that'll be fixed. Um, but the idea that that was going to be per, permanently bustituted uh, in yeah. between. So, I mean, and, and I know that this is, this is just. insulting to all of the people that died to lay these tracks down and everyone that sacrificed to like build up what it is that we have for service. I think yeah. it's so tacky. Anyway, that's that's an argument for another day. <laughs> I hate Bustitution. I think it's just so insulting and honestly, like people deserve better. I mean, I think kids in the South have an appreciation for what taking the bus is in a big way because a lot of us have never had like a good alternative. And like after the civil rights movement too, like I think there was so much propaganda against buses, against trains, against public transportation because that's how so many of the freedom riders got around. And we have to do like double time to get rid of this crap and move forward. Like, and one more bus substitution is not making us look good, y'all. So let's fix those tracks and get it together. Absolutely, yeah. So, uh, so right, this is this, <laughs> no. It's, it's, I, I was just gonna let you have it, like, like let, let, let it let it roll. Um, but um, yeah. This and, and I know this is this is just simple, like weekday when they can get it in track work. This is it'll be fixed and the crest will be rolling sure. back it's back to the area. Season, yeah, and and that's and that's what it is. We're, we're catching it in off season. But it's it's one of those things that like I I get to I'm sure there'll be plenty of people at the Meridian station hopping on that bus with us yeah. that we're hoping to be on the Crescent going up to Birmingham and 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 play in spot you know Atlanta and spots north yeah. that we're gonna be able to talk to uh, and because this oh, is definitely. yeah this this is an occurrence that happens all the time this isn't yeah. new this isn't a one off this happens around the country. Yeah. Nearly every day where someone like the schedule gets screwed up. Someone's got to hop on a bus. They're inconvenienced. It takes longer. Um, It's 
not as safe. As I said, you're right. You're back on the yeah. road. Uh, you know, God forbid there's an ice storm or something that happens down the side. You know, it's like, but all, yeah. all these factors. So this is definitely something that we will be able to talk to um, while we're talking to elected officials uh, yeah. while we're in Birmingham. Uh, you know, so this this is it's, it's I hate to say it's actually a benefit to this trip for something like this to happen. But I think as advocates, I need to know everything. Yeah, definitely. And and definitely. And, th- and this is definitely falling into that category of I'm I'm going to experience everything possible. Like you said, it is literal planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. And we're fl- we're flying in and out of the of the first and final stops. Um, we are taking you know trains around. We are now being bus. We got to rent a car. Um, so it is definitely the life of an advocate, and you know, but it's also opening my eyes to the life of the everyday passenger. Well, and speaking of the everyday passenger too, like I was thinking about the last time that I took the Crescent, I met this really cool chick. She is a single mom traveling by herself with three children. But like on the train, you can throw all three of your kids into those two seats, flip down the tray table, put your iPad up there, put on Scooby-Doo or whatever, and they're having a fun train ride. You can get up, walk through the cafe car, go through the observation car. Like kids always have a blast on the trains. You have to be careful. You have to make sure that they're, you know, following all the rules of the train, which are very imperative to their safety as youngins. But like imagine you have this whole great trip planned. You know, you're not uh, the minimum oh, wage yeah, is very yeah. low in the South, too. So it takes a long time to save up for vacations if you're an everyday passenger. OK, there's a huge wage gap that's present here as well. Um, so you save up your money. You finally book your train ticket. You're taking your kids. And then a month later, you get an email that says you're getting on a bus. Yeah, like now I would be furious. That is a complete I've traveled on a bus with children. That is a completely different ride. Shorter but definitely not worthwhile. Yeah. No, I, 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 I will fully admit when, when, when we got the email uh, from Amtrak saying our tickets were changed, um, you know, kind of like, you know, I, I sunk a little bit going, oh, really? Like, and for I just said a like, whole well, string of four letter words. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But like, you know, it, 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 it sucks. Um, it's, it's, it's going to suck. Yeah. But um, when, when I take my kind of my, my personal idea out of it and, and put my, my work cap on, um, it, it, like I said, it, it kind of like it's it's a hidden benefit that I, I get to you know kind of experience this. Yeah. So, um, well, and it, it's it, taking us to Birmingham for the last of our meetings, so I think it really will kind of be like a fuel for the fire too. Absolutely, yeah. Like by the time we get there and we start having our Birmingham meetings, you'll you'll know exactly what it is that these people are fighting against. I think that's yeah, really absolutely. pivotal. Uh, especially since uh, I do believe we are meeting a couple senate offices uh, while we're up that way. Um, so it's it's not just the the, the local officials, the the the, lo- the local um, the, the advocates. Um, we'll be talking to the people who who, who are most impacted, you know, that yes. are making the laws in D.C. Um, yeah. So and, and, and so we're well, we're talking to like we'll be talking to the staffers in the local offices who are mm-hmm. most infected by the routes that we're taking. Like the, they will yeah. understand. Oh yeah, no, I, I had to do that bus route last week, last weekend, you know, going to visit family or going back home, uh, get back to the office after the holidays. Uh, but they can actually take our stories to, to the bosses in, in DC. Right. And then we continue our fight that way, which is actually where, you know, all, all, all roads, all signs point to DC when it comes to this fight. You know, that's it's 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 Congress. It's got to you know s- settle the score for us um, when it comes to Amtrak. So they're they're the bosses. They're in charge. Well, and I think it'll put us in a good position too to do this before um, day on the hill. We talked about that uh, with TJ, right? So like when we have all the RP people in DC, we start going to speak to our senators and whatnot. Like I love the idea of having these like very clear-cut tangible recent experiences that we can explain like no 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 like this is why we do this like this is why this matters and here are the people that are continuing to be cut off uh that are your constituents so what are you going to do for your people yeah absolutely uh and on on, on the the flip side of that is we talk about with tj about the food service uh, and and and, and that oh, seems yeah. to be like the like the bit one of the biggest issues going um, the, the the dining car issue the the fresh contemporary um, we will be able to access the because we'll have a, a, a roomette uh, going from uh, Greenwood to New Orleans over over that like five six hour span yeah. and we'll be there for lunch so 
I finally, a- after experiencing the, the full dining car service on the, the Zephyr uh, yeah. in the fall, I will be able to experience the the new box lunch, um, uh, yeah. the, the fresh contemporary. So um, those are things that I finally get to see that I can take my experience to when I, when yeah. I talk to um, my legislators, my elected officials on, on, on my meetings uh, in April. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like. Um... I mean, the dining car is such a complicated issue. We should probably just do an entire episode on that. Also, somebody with a decade of hospitality experience, I have a lot of opinions on the dining car and how the logistics of that work. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see what this is like in contrast to riding in the city of New Orleans before those decisions were made as well. Yeah. Like as far as, and not just like the quality of the food, because like I get it, like people are mad or whatever, but like, what that's like for the the LSAs, the people on board, like what the dietary needs are like, how that food sits after a couple hours, too. That'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but also, like, that shows you how important it is to, like, build up good food around your station, have grocery stores close to your station, too. Because, like, the ability to grab food before you get on will change so many people's experiences when it comes to, like, onboard food. No, like, I'm a big fan of packing a picnic. I love a charcuterie board in the cafe car. It's a whole mood. Um, you know, get your chips there, but like get all your fun snacky things before you get on. Yeah. And I, I'm excited too to t- like, I think when we get on the bus going to Birmingham, that's going to be such a pivotal opportunity. Like to really talk to people and be like, hey, if you're sick of this BS, like join us, talk to us about it, like network with us, talk to your representatives. Because I think a lot of people like don't like especially people that don't ride often or aren't like, you know, kind of a foamer type. They're not going to know like the ins and outs or the why behind the reasoning is like of what's happening to them you know Absolutely, like they won't yeah. have a lot of ridership experience so you can be like while this is not a normal event we do want to make sure these events aren't happening frequently like i just think it's going to be such a good learning experience and such a good platform for like our real grassroots um our real grassroots work you know Absolutely. Uh, like Sorry, I, said, I got a little choked up. I got like emotional about my people. Um, I'm fine. No, it's it's it's, it's okay. So I I I, and I I could not have asked for a, for a better tour guide uh, on on this trip. Um, oh, yeah, put your boots on, boy. We're going. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so that, that is our trip. Uh, that's going to take us the, the, the next two weeks, uh, starting this Saturday. Um, this We're recording this podcast on Monday the 13th. Uh, I'm sorry, Monday, the, the, today's the 6th, sorry. Um, no, no, wait, wait, today, hold on. Today is January 6th. Oh, that's today, sorry, today is the 6th, yes. Uh, so, yeah, sorry, the 13th is, is next Monday. We'll be um, in Memphis on, on the 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, so today's the 6th. Uh, this podcast should be out either uh, later today or uh, early tomorrow. As um, soon as I can get it out. So uh, yeah, so the trip I'm takes, uh, the trip takes uh, kicks off on the 11th uh, through the 25th. Um, so yeah, that's what we've been up to. Um, any final thoughts before uh, we wrap up? Um, I don't know. I hope everybody's having a good 2020. Uh, please recommend the podcast to your friends. If you have hit that subscribe and like button, I appreciate you extra. If you have not, you should hit that button. Uh, we're on tons of platforms. We've got a social media presence, uh, realresults.org. Talk to us. Let us know what you want to hear about and uh, what issues have come up for you and uh, if you have any questions. Yeah, no. So actually, we got our, our first official email question uh, was sent Ooh. to us uh, last week. Um, we will uh, we'll answer that uh, on the next episode. Um, we want to get my, my, my full thoughts and, and, and together uh, to sure. answer it properly. But I do believe it was it was a question about uh, rural connectivity. Um, so actually, I think that'd be a great uh, question to answer because uh, I do believe we will be recording the next podcast while we're on our trip. Um, yeah. So I, I think it'll be a great question to answer while we're actually there um kind of like almost like thematic um, yeah for sure so like but like maddie said if you have any 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 other questions please email us uh railresults at gmail.com uh leave us a voice memo at our anchor.fm slash railresults page 
hit us up on Facebook. Uh, we're on Twitter. Um, we have an Instagram. Uh, we'll be kicking up soon. Um, but we have we have no pictures. We haven't been on a trip yet because uh, you know I'm I'm here uh, in Cambridge. Maddie's in, in Austin. Well, so it's, we're it's, getting there. Okay, it's just yes. the two of us, y'all. We're trying. <laughs> and, 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 and we're split. We're split by by a by a thousand or so miles. So it's it's, it's kind of yeah, hard to get some pictures. So we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get some pictures together. Um and 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 get um the rare result Instagram up soon. But um I think that's it for us uh yeah. this this episode. Um thanks for listening. Uh have a wonderful uh hope you're enjoying like as many said you're hoping you're enjoying uh, your early 2020. It's not bogging yeah. you down too much. Um I know things are a little tough out there, but um let's let's make the most of it. Uh keep those smiles and um keep everything happy. Keep your uh New Year's resolution small, your dreams big, and we'll see you next episode. Yeah, absolutely. Uh take care everybody. Bye.